Sharpen that booger picking finger. Basically, I could sit here and talk a whole hour about bees. Okay, we inseminated the queen. Ooh. I would say, delete that. Yeah! About squillions of dollars and squillions of people. Give me fuel, give me fire, give me war horse! Contact the Power Rangers at once. Hey, it's Lars from Metallica. I'm about to stick 50 grand up your ass. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Hello, Sandman. Oh, hi. This is Metallichat, the official unofficial compendium podcast of all things Metallica. I am your co-host, Stephen Schaefer, along with me. Remy Hall. You can email the podcast at metallichatpod at gmail.com. Or you can hit us up on Twitter at MetallaChatPod. It's been a while, while. since we've recorded. Mm-hmm. I think the last time we recorded, um, correct me if I'm wrong. Jason, oh, I will. Jason Newstead was in the band. Right. Uh, right. That sounds familiar. Bill Clinton was in office. Mm-hmm. And uh, Pearl Jam's Vitology was heating up the charts. Yeah. Yeah. That, that all sounds accurate. Uh, Scott Whalen was still with us. Okay, you uh, took that <laughs> a real dark turn. You know, when I mentioned Clinton, I thought about taking it a weird direction. Inappropriate, and inappropriate. Monica Lewinsky was the f- first victim of of like of like social bullying, like cyber bullying. A hundred percent on that level. It's it was not funny, Stephen. It was a it pre me too thing. Joke. It was a pre too. It wouldn't have been a good joke. Chris Cornell was still with us. These are recent events. People have died before 2016. Who? <laughs> uh, well, this <laughs> is news to me. <laughs> I'm trying to think of anybody. Um, Cheech or Chong. They, oh, God. They're both still alive. Are you that? No. One of them passed? Engineer Abby, do you know something about Cheech and Chong that we don't? Let's not look it up. All right. Let's forever live in the lie that we're in. Yeah. That's yeah. right. It was, But that was Cheech Marin, wasn't it? No, it was Chong. It was? Tommy yeah. Chong? Chong was Well, then the they're both singer. still alive. I think. Yeah, I think Cheech is with us. One of them went to jail. What do we talk about on this is show? Is this a Cheech and Chong <laughs> podcast? <laughs> I believe it is. Cue the music. Um, so, all to say, we have a lot to catch up on. Yeah. Uh, a lot of Metallica news. They've been busy this summer. They have. I'm sorry. I'm very distracted by your Blu-ray collection sitting here. That's okay. I only own four, and I should, where several of them we share, I noticed. In fact, yeah, Attack the Block, Looper, and Scott Pilgrim are three of the four that I own. Those are infallible. Just wanted to point that Everyone out. Everyone should own them. It makes me real happy. Let's talk about probably the biggest news that's happened since the last time we recorded. Okay. Uh, S&M 2. Yes. So the boys... Are, uh, Damn boys. Are bringing it back with the San Francisco Symphony. Doing it again. Um, so they're opening the new Chase Center in San Francisco. Oh, thrilling. I'm really over the, the giant corporation named buildings. Sure. It does nothing for me. I mean, I get why it happens. Yeah. But it makes me sad. They have more character when they're... The KFC know. Yum Arena. Yum with an exclamation point. You don't like that? Mm. It makes my heart ache. Um, so Metallica and the San Francisco Symphony are actually the first event that's going to be at the new Chase Center. Oh, wow. Uh, Friday, September 6th, and celebrating the 20th anniversary of the first S&M concert with the, with the San Francisco Symphony. Um, there was a bit of a ticketing fiasco with this event as well. Uh-oh. Yeah, I saw that. I, I didn't, I didn't, I guess... Really soaked that in as it was happening, so hit me with it. So they they said, "Hey, we're doing this on Friday, September 6th. They put tickets on sale, and it sold out super quick, yeah. like weirdly quick, yeah. where a lot of people couldn't get tickets. So the band released a statement, and they said, "Okay, the response to the Meta- from the Metallica universe has been great. However, we also understand that for a great number of you, it brought frustration and Crystal disappointment." School. As the supply of tickets fell way short of demand, we've heard you and we've learned from our missteps. We're working to make this right, and we're excited to announce that a second show has been added at the Chase Center for Sunday, September eighth. The second show, yes, no public sale. Tickets for the second S and M show were all to Metallica fifth members. Oh wow! So they added a second show for that Sunday, and then just this last month they announced that they're going to do a movie event as well. So in oh, yeah, I mean. 
October. It's like a Fathom event. It's not Fathom hosted. Um, but it's one not. night, October 9th, I believe, uh, they are going to play like the concert film. Well, when we're, well, we're going to at least see the... Uh, well, I mean, we're not going to make it to the live show obviously but we're definitely going to the theater experience it'll be our de- our second theater metallica thing that we got to together it really is an anniversary of sorts um yeah tickets are not on sale yet in our area i looked but we will be somebody going. will pick it up draft house will pick it up or somebody we will be going um yeah it's pretty exciting it um, is exciting what what songs do you want to hear on an snm2 I, I don't want to hear anything that was on SNM one anything that's kind of I mean you're gonna get la- overlap like you're gonna get Sandman and probably Fuel and you know guaranteed they, so No Leaf Clover was like the big single well, SNM of course they'll do that yeah. um I'm interested to see what of like Saint Anger and Death Magnetic and Hardwired they do I don't think they'll touch Death Magnetic or Saint Anger but Hardwired that. So the real question is, is what hardwired songs do we want to hear on it? And I don't know. The the two that came to mind for me yes. were Atlas Rise. Sure. I think would be really good with the like some strings behind mm. it. And then Halo on Fire. Okay, because I my my brain was stuck on Hardwired and Moth into Flame, and I think those are both too fast. Oh. And Moth and Flame, I could see kind of working. I don't know. Yeah, now the more I think about that, that would really kind of kick ass. I don't think Hardwired would sound good, but I think that's exactly what they're going to do. Really? Yeah, I think they're going to do a version of Hardwired. <sighs> I don't think that would work. I don't either. They've done a lot of acoustic shows. You know, they did that All Within My Hands charity event, and they've done some other acoustic shows. Yeah. I think it'd be really cool if they did like a little, like in the middle of it, like a pared down set and did like The Unnamed Feeling or All Within My Hands, like one of those St. Anger songs, like a different kind of orchestration of it. Okay, I'd be down for that. I know I get stuck on this weird song, but low, low man's lyric would be really fun. Oh my god, just be weird and different. But I don't think Hetfield will ever sing in that voice again. So I went back and looked at the first SNM set list too. Yeah, and it was so load and reload heavy. Well, because uh, it was that time. But it's it. But that those two were unlike any other two albums. Like those two, they were really trying to force that new image on everyone. You know what I mean? Right. So I feel like it. They really. St- that's probably why that set list was so heavy with that shit. Right. If that makes any sense. The dog is, is, is a corruption in this podcast. It you must really be destroyed. Yes. No, it's okay. He's all right. He's all right. I would also like to hear like Creeping Death. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. And that was not on the first one. So I would love them to pull, like, not only address the newer stuff, but also go back and pull out a few gems. Oh, I, I think that, that that has to happen. There's always, I mean, any one set list you're going to miss out on, with that band at least, you're going to miss out on big songs. Um, I'm trying to think of what was on the original SNM. That's what I'm kind of struggling with right now. You may pull it up. Get it out. Let, me, let me hit this with you. Put it on the table. It does say, so in the press release, it says, <laughs> we'll be performing several tracks from the original 1999 SNM, oh. as well as symphonic versions of new songs released since then. Oh, okay. But that doesn't mean that they're not going to do an older song. They might very well still. All right, here you go. The Ecstasy of Gold, The Call of Cthulhu, Master of Puppets, yeah. Of Wolf and Man, the thing that should not be fuel, the memory remains, no leaf clover, hero of the day, devil's dance, bleeding me. I don't think you need devil's dance. I don't think you need um, what was like the third, what was three and four? Uh, of wolf and man, and the thing that should not be. Yeah, thing that should not be. I don't think you need either. Of wolf and man, I love. It's weird. I don't oh, think it's, it's necessary, so but it's just a weird one. I love that they. Here's the second disc. Mm-hmm. Nothing else matters until it sleeps. For whom the bell tolls. Minus human, which minus human is the other exclusive S and M song that they which did, which is f- kind of forgettable in my it head. Is. Yeah. Wherever I may roam, outlaw torn, sad but true. One, Inter Sandman, and Battery. Those are all pretty good. There's a couple on there that are, I'd call them expendable, but they're. It's cool that they're on there in the first place. I think you nailed it though. So like the, like the load and reload specific songs, outlaw torn. Devil's Dance. Um, it's all the really countryified. Those are deep weird, cuts. Yeah, it's. I would love also uh, the day that never comes. That's mm. on Death Magnetic. Yes, it kind of has like a one 
song structure. Yeah. So I think it would work really well. I think that that goes in hand in hand with Halo on Fire. I think that's kind of a three yeah. three X structure sort of thing. So yeah, we'll absolutely go um, to the to the theater event. I'm super excited at the fact that they're doing cool. this. I've seen like the um, so when you look at the tickets, you can kind of see the stage structure. It's definitely the in the round kind of thing. Excellent. So it'll be very cool to see how they do Metallica in the round, but also the symphony kind of. The symphony way. are just suspended by strings, every one of them. I would not put it past them. Yeah. No, it'll be like the drones at the show that we saw where they're all doing like waves. Just it's fucking. It'll be some kind of death clock situation. Yeah, for real. For real. Yeah. And then um, chaos ensues. Right. Right. Let's just hope the death toll isn't too too high. This time. Um, other than that, so what are the boys up to? I call them the boys because they're family. Of course, we're Papa Hat, b- 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 brother Lars. That sounds like a cult name. Brother Lars. Brother Lars. Uh, yeah, Kirk the Smirk. Yeah. And Rob, the Bob. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so they have one more leg of the European tour. Um, they ha- then they hop back to the U.S. for S and M, and then they head down under. <laughs> Fuck you. For the uh, Australia-New Zealand stint, which they're doing with Slipknot. Okay. I'm down. I'm not, I've am not. i never been a Slipknot guy, but... No. I saw them alive once. Oh, alive once? You saw them alive once? Yeah. Yeah. Are they... As opposed to dead ones. Okay, cool. Go on. It was interesting. Um, who's your favorite member at Slipknot? Brad... Brad's good. Yeah. He plays the cans. <laughs> Brad's strong. Yeah, Brad's good. He's the one with the uh, the mask, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cool. I like shrimp. Sh- uh, shrimp. 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 Sorry, yeah. Me, shrimp. Shrimp is what you mean. Yep. There's Squee. There's Jocelyn. Sh- noodles. There's the executioner, Michael Gelman. <laughs> yeah. Um, Brad Paisley. Uh, uh, Brad Baisley, mm-hmm. Jeff Gordon. Anyway, so that's happening. Um, I did want to highlight this set list. So they played in Lisbon, Portugal, right? In May, the boys check out the boys. Yeah, your boy. Check out this set list because they're pretty standard, right? They mm. they have their their kind of worldwide tour set list, and then they have slots that they they yeah, fill they in. Do. Yeah, say it slower. Slots. Check this out. Is that a word? Like foreign. Hardwired. Disposable heroes. Okay. Ride the lightning. Disposable heroes. Okay. The god that failed. What? Unforgiven. Here comes revenge. Moth into flame. Sad but true. Sanitarium. Yeah. Frantic. Mm. One. Master of puppets. For whom the bell tolls. Creeping death. Seek and destroy. Lords of summer. Nothing else matters in Inner Sandman. Lords of Summer. It's a weird, weird set list. They did this weird thing over the summer where they where they pulled out Lords of Summer for like five or six. Just shows because in a row. it was summer. I don't know. That's not my favorite Metallica song. No, it's not. It's weird. It's a. It's let's be real. It's a uh, B side. It never made it on an album. I can't even think of it. They released it before Hardwired and said, "Hey, this is a song that's gonna oh, be on the next okay. album." Okay. Yeah, it's it's forgettable as shit, especially yep. after Hardwired came out. But the fact that they played Disposable Heroes, Ride the Lightning, The God That Failed. God That Failed is such a weird one. Here Comes Revenge. I like when they do those Black Album deep cuts. Like when they do The God That Failed or Of Wolf and Man or Through the yeah. Never. Those are so good. That's just primetime Metallica. Oh, it's in, they know that they're hits. Yeah. Big hits. The biggest of hits. When Metallica ruled the world. Truly. VH1 presents. Uh, they played in Finland as well, and mm-hmm. their concert in Finland drew one percent of the entire Finnish population. That's amazing. That's fucking incredible. That's also like a stereotypical joke. Just, just that part of the world being in the metal in in, in general. Right. Metallica's recent show in yes. Hamanlina. Sure. Uh, the final tally of audience members. Amounted to just shy of 1% of Finland's entire population. Good lord. As of 2017, Finland's population was tallied at 5.5 million, while 55,000 attended the performance. The show bested the venue's previous attendance mark and became the biggest concert ever in the country of Finland. That's incredible. That's 
So again, some death clock shit. Yeah. Um, did they wait in, out in the middle of a blizzard, like in a field, and Probably. get a cube right. dropped on them or something? They played outside a castle somewhere too. Of I, course they. I did. think in Ireland. So did Tenacious D. Move on. And they played at the bottom of a ski slope somewhere. Why? I don't know. Was it a challenge? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. The boys are also publishing a children's book. What? Did you see this? Did you I did not this? see this at all, no. Um, it's called The ABCs of Metallica, and it's an illustrated book that tells the history of the metal band. Um, A's for alcohol, kids. Jesus, right? <laughs> um, all the benefits from it are going to their charity, all within my hands. Um, seems like a weird thing. It's it's They're getting closer and closer to KISS territory. Yeah. Um, this reads well, to me like something where somebody was like, Hey, do you guys want to do a book? And they're like, sure, I guess we'll do the, you know, make the proceeds good. That makes sense to me. Good or but charity. They, they don't, they're not kissed and they will never be kissed because they don't have a Gene Simmons. Unless <laughs> Lars becomes sort of, of, a, of a weird Gene Simmons type. Right. And also their music's good. There's that factor. Mm-hmm. Kiss is garbage. Mm-hmm. Um, it's never been good. They've never been good. Mm-hmm. Um... I do weirdly like the film Detroit Rock City. I can't stand that song. And I didn't know there was a film called that. And may they burn forever. Forever, um, Steven. Speaking of films. Yeah. Films. Is this an episode of Lars's Film Corner? It is. And you know it. I am lost. Hi, welcome to this episode of Lars's Film Corner. I'm Steven. I'm, I'm Remy. This particular episode is brought to you by Netflix. Yeah. Da-dum. <laughs> um, so two two items I want to cover. Hold on. Preview's going to start playing even though you just don't up on Netflix. It's just going to start playing whether you like it or not. Winnie just Cummings. Go ahead. Yeah. Just hear a comedian scream at you for 10 seconds after you boot up an app. You're going to love this bit. <laughs> You're going to hear it a lot. Um. Sorry. Netflix. There's so many cooking shows on Netflix. I'm down, but I'm so weird about my my cooking show bubble. I don't like branching out. You stick to the what I know, but then I run out and I need more. I, I watched we started watching the show about Canadian glass blowers. <laughs> it's fucking fascinating. Can't be real. It's just MasterChef but with Canadian glass blowers. It's a Netflix show. And everyone is so aggressively Canadian looking. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Where they're just all like even the host, you're like, eh. <laughs> to our Canadian listeners. Chris. I'm sorry, but hi Chris. Chris, you're that's not a real niche. That's a real niche market. Yeah. Did you ever see no? No, no, hit it. No, it, Robert had a poster that he got at the Canadian <laughs> gas station of what he called the two most handsome Canadian children. Ugly. Well. Ugly. <laughs> Homely. Homely. This is wrong. We're losing probably half of our listeners. <laughs> Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but. Um, so James Hetfield was in the film Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil and Vile, which was the Ted Bundy film. That was distributed on Netflix starring Zac Efron. Yeah. Uh, oh, right, right, right. This whole thing. Yeah. We watched, we watched this a few months ago. How was it? Uh, yeah. Good. It was you fine. say that with a concern to your face. I don't think... It, it did seem that it glorified Ted Bundy a little bit, I thought. It didn't show... This is weird for me to say. Like, it didn't show Ted Bundy killing anyone. It was Ted Bundy, like... Luring women in and then getting caught in his relationship with his longtime girlfriend. Right. Yeah, and it's I hear he's just kind of hot in it. Oh, it's Zach Efron. He's wife the of the podcast. Hottest. Heidi said that she that he was looking hot. Yeah, he looks great. I, I'm a big Zach Efron fan. Don't get me wrong. These panda cookies are amazing. Th- those lemon cookies. No, oh, these are lemon. Yeah. They're so good. You know what Hello Panda cookies are? Oh, I do have those. Yeah, I have had those. I love Hello Panda cookies. Oh, lemon cookies, bro. They're good. They taste British to me. Steven, you took the words out of my mouth, and the only reason you did that is because it was full of British taste and cookie. Because I want to call it like a digestive or a biscuit, you know? Digestive. Um, Anyway, Zac Efron's super dreamy. Hetfield's in it for maybe four minutes. Oh, that's more than I thought they would give him. He's the cop that first pulls over Zac Efron, and they like bring him in. 
I say Zac Efron, not Ted Bundy. No, yeah, it's the story of Zac Efron. Um, he's pretty good. I need one of these cookies. I'm sorry. Like, you need pandas. I need Give me the goddamn panda. If you're going to eat the pandas, you have to call out what each? Soccer. Yeah, exactly. Curling. Um, well, maybe not that loud. Lacrosse. Okay. That's you can have snowboarding. Luging. Um, Headfield's pretty good. Yeah? He was a better actor than I expected. I believe it. Yeah. He delivers. He's a, he's a, he's a master of... Master! Of, of everything that he attempts. Yeah. The other piece of Netflix news in Lars's film corner is Lars. Are you familiar with this film Triple Frontier, starring yeah. ben, ben Affleck? What does Lars have to do with this picture? This motion. He picture? played on the soundtrack. Oh, he did some drumming on the soundtrack. No, oh. I've not seen this film. I thought you film. 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 I have not seen this film. Film. But. I believe it features Orion, the Metallica song. Oh yeah. And I believe for whom the bell tolls as well. Okay. Um, the director is a big Metallica fan. Okay. Asked Lars to be on the soundtrack and then featured some. And just made it happen. Yeah. What dreams are made of, yeah. Steven. Yeah. It sounds like something I'd enjoy. I like some Ben Affleck and I like a good heist movie. I like me some Fleck. I'm, I'm a big Fleck defender. Me too. I think he delivers. I think he gets a bad rap. Let's go hang out with Ben Affleck. This has been Lars's Film Corner. I am Lars. Welcome back. Hey. Um, so that's what Lars... Whoa, whoa. This dude's proportions are all off. He has a tiny head. Well, he's standing next to a very... No. Look at his head short. size. <laughs> he's got a tiny little skull. No. He's a creator character in a video game that somebody fucked up because they want the cutscenes to look funny. <laughs> it's like reverse DK mode. Yeah. Well, that woman's very small next to him. I feel like it makes him look larger and therefore his head smaller. I'm doing a terrible job of keeping this on track. So that's what James and, and <laughs> Lars have been up to. <laughs> this episode's a mess. Yeah, it is. Uh, so Kirk Hammett has been doing like this roadshow of his horror memorabilia. Seriously? Yeah. He brought it to Toronto recently. Um, I'm reading from the press release. Kirk Hammett opened up the vaults of his massive personal collection of science fiction and horror memorabilia. For a new exhibit called It's Alive. Steven, you're being offered a cookie. Oh my god. It's uh Eat the cookie and read the press release. Soccer? Okay. Um as a part of this, so yeah. in, in Toronto, yeah. he had his, his gallery exhibit. And then him and Rob Broccoli Rob. Broccoli Rob <laughs> did a performance um of this band they call the wedding band. Mm. Um again, reading from the press release. On July 26th, Metallica's Kirk Hammett and Robert Trujillo performed with Ugly Kid Joe singer Whitfield Crane, drummer Joey Castellillo from Queens of the Stone Age, yeah, yeah, yeah. and guitarist Doc Coyle as the wedding band. The one-off gig took place at the Cosmopolitan Music Hall at the Cosmo Music Event in Richmond Hill in Ontario, ah, Canada. There they are. I'm sorry, Canada. Um, and saw the group cover from bands as varied as ACDC, Black Sabbath, Motorhead and Billy Idol. Okay. So they just did like a cover jam thing. But w- I mean, why not? Yeah. Uh, they played Highway to Hell, White Wedding. Okay. Breaking the Law. Breaking the Law. Breaking the Law. Man in Minute. War Pigs, Jungle Boogie, Iron Man, Blitzkrieg Bop. Okay. La Freak by Sheik. La Freak by Sheik. Ace of Spades. Sheik from Zelda. Live Wire and Monster Mash. They was, did the monster mash. It was a graveyard smash. I think I wanted to mention this because I think it's really cool. Yeah. When you go back to like the whole Newstead scandal and why why Newstead left the band, mm-hmm. it's because he wasn't allowed to do shit outside of Metallica. And now, which is so stupid, hundred percent. And I think in hindsight, I think even James realizes that. Who was it? One of those Lars and James decisions back in the day. I think it was mostly James. This is the vibe I got. Seriously, James is like, "You're Metallica. You can't do shit outside of Metallica." <laughs> I think he was, I think he had a fear of something pulling 
Jason in more and Jason becoming more interested in something else outside of Metallica. Or even just pulling some of the attention away from Metallica, just drawing it away. I see what he's yeah. I see where he's coming from, but that's weird. It's it's weird how insecure they are they were. hundred percent about some of that shit back in the day. Just insecurity. So I think it's cool that now they kind of branch off and do their own shit while they're not together touring. Yeah. I think it's only right. Let's talk about uh, this episode is very Canadian based. I know, and then I go shitting all over them, and I just feel like a bad person. You should. I didn't mean any of it. Um, I just say I don't mean to hurt you, baby. Can we talk about this? British Columbia woman scares off cougar by blasting Metallica. This is amazing. Not just Metallica. Don't tread on me. Is something fishy about this story to you? What do you mean? It just seems very contrived. No, and apparently she just played it and kept playing it the rest of her hike. And She was walking with her dog on, on a hike. Look, the dog vouched for her. Yeah, no, the dog chimed in. They talked yeah. to the dog. The dog he said, was yeah. like, the man on the street report was the fucking dog. Usually it's just the neighbor or whatever, but they talked to the guy. Yeah. They asked the dog. They said, it was Don't Tread On Me by Metallica. And he goes, yeah, dude. Yeah. And this, this cougar was attacking my girl, he said, and I'm using his language. And she started playing Don't Tread On Me out of her phone speaker, which is not the way to listen to it, frankly. Let's be honest. No, bad Maybe, quality. Yeah, it's really tinny. You know, when she goes hiking in the future, she's probably going to take a good quality sound system with yeah, her. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like um, at least a JBL speaker, something you can hang off your hip. Like That'd a pill? Stupid. Yeah, a pill. A Beats pill? Well, Beats is overrated garbage, but yes, a Beats pill. A Beats pill? A, a Beats pill. Um, she said, I quickly rifled through my iTunes and found Metallica's Don't Tread on Me. As soon as it started playing... He buggered off into the bush. Do you think she was like, do you think she passed a couple songs? I'm doing like the old school circle with the iPad <laughs> or iPod thing. That's what just, I'm saying. Do you think she just scrolled past a couple? Are we are we talking the one that physically clicked? Click or, real. Or, okay. Those were the days, weren't they? I found mine the other day. Yeah. And it doesn't work. I can't get it to turn on. Oh, fuck. There is early 2000s rock trapped in that thing that i want to listen to you got creed up in there you got weathered i bet my sacrifice some chevelle yeah what little bones. stained for sure it has been a while there's gonna be a lot of godsmack on there but no slipknot not an ounce no um that's what i'm saying that's why i think this story is weird because she had time like when you just play whatever at highest volume to scare off the cougar it starts playing like i don't know something off of a movie soundtrack john williams the celebratory ewok song from return of the jedi yeah yep nope bebop and yub dub that would probably make the cougar feel at home quality content um that's why i think the story's weird is that the reason that's the one reason don't tread on me is like too too on the nose and that maybe song, it was a shuffle and she only had 80 songs and it was really just really good luck. she loves and she loves those black album deep cuts yeah and the first two songs she cut to was one was a Nora jones song and, and cool in the gang yeah cool in the gang and that just didn't pump that just didn't shred the it's, way she needed to satisfy the cougar it didn't what the cougar shred. yeah i guess by the way Started, started. there's an incredible account on twitter i started following that's like 140 seconds vgm there's video game music, and they mm-hmm. started, they put up some F Zero X music the other day. Go listen to some fucking F Zero music, Holmes. It take it sounds like you took a Megadeth song and then put it into the, like sixty four bit. It's it's incredible. Yeah. it's really good. Um, Don't Tread on Me also has a slow build. If you recall, it's the song that has like the West Side Story thing at the beginning. So That's a good point. I, it doesn't. She could have died before the it really kicked in to the good part. She's like, you didn't even get to the good part, Cougar. Eat my face off. Maybe it wasn't Don't Tread on Me. Maybe it was a lesser track off of the album. Maybe it was really, and I'm not saying this, but because I, I don't like it, but but because most people feel okay about it. But maybe it was through the never, you know? But she said Don't Tread on Me. Maybe it's a political thing. It could be. The times we live in. Yeah. Um, James Hetfield did call the woman after the fact. This is a lie. He really did. He heard of the story. She said she said something about like she would love to like tell him in person that right. he I'm saying that with quotes saved her life. So he gave her a call. 
uh, and then sent her a selfie after the fact to say, hey, I just wanted you to know this was really <laughs> me. Dick pic. It's like him. <laughs> you up? <laughs> uh, YouTube streams of the song also spiked 1,500%. You're having a real issue reading tonight, pal. <laughs> Yes, they did. I thought that was fucking impressive for any song to gain that much popularity in any amount of time. In that amount of time, that is. My wife's falling asleep. We're doing that thing when we put our wives to sleep. That's how we're stupid. <laughs> Just talking to Metallica. Whenever my wife can't sleep, I go, hey, let me tell you about the Metallica for 15 yeah. minutes. Hey, and just, just puts it right to bed. What Rob's life story is. Okay. Did you hear about Jason Newstead's new side project? <laughs> it's called Echo Break. Heidi. Heidi. <laughs> Rob Trujillo went surfing on Instagram. <laughs> hey. Wake up. Wake up. James just posted on Instagram for the first time in six months. Lars submitted his first picture to his story. Hey. Lars's kid plays drums too. Uh, what song would you use to scare off a cougar? Um, yeah, hey, you know what? I just remembered there was a similar story <clears throat> years ago, but it was it was a bear and somebody played like Bieber or something. Do you remember that? It was like their ringtone. That's what it was. It was their ringtone. It was it was baby. Those ringtone days. Yeah. Did you have a ring like a music ringtone? Um, I had like the MIDI versions of them. No. No, I did. I did. But I made my own. Like you just made your own. Like I found songs and snippeted them up and then made them. Did you have did you have a Zenga? I yes. What's what song did you have on your Zenga? It was shameful. I changed it basically every time I posted something, which was often for a long time. Was it a lot of Linkin Park? Oh, let's stop talking about Zenga. <laughs> Do you know my Zenga like URL was? Hmm. Give me fuel. I remember that. It was black and red. It was super metal. I remember that. Hmm? What did you write about? I don't know. And thankfully, it is long dead, mm-hmm. so we can never go back and look. Yeah, mine is all my emo bullshit, and I nuked it. <laughs> yeah. No, do, you, I, do you ever use the Wayback Machine, the Internet Archive? Can we thing? stop talking? <laughs> because I went back like not long ago and checked to make sure my Zenga could not be found. And, and it can't, it can't? It's not there, no. Oh, thank God. Oh, fucking Christ. I was very, <laughs> I was very scared. No, dude. As scared as you think you were, you you weren't me in high school. I was a mess. This is what my friends would do, though. They would type in, oh, let me see what Steven's up to. Give me fuel.zenga.com. And then it would load slowly. Mm. And then after like two seconds, it'd be like, give me fuel, give me back, give me that It was perfect. Amazing. Um, no. This story bums me out to talk about, but I want to talk about it because we need to address it. Did you read about this Ticketmaster Live Nation ticket scandal thing? No. Okay. Um, this story for me is a little hard to suss out because there's a lot of moving parts. Okay. But let me read this to you. I'm reading from, this is from Loudwire, the site. Okay. Report, Metallica rep conspired with Live Nation to scam ticket buyers. Um, okay. A problematic report has just surfaced revealing a representative from Metallica conspired with Live Nation to place up to 88,000 concert tickets directly on the resale market. Billboard obtained a taped conversation between Metallica associate Tony DeSocio and Live Nation president of U.S. concerts Bob Rue discussing the scheme in detail. Uh, Billboard reports the recording was made in February 2017, shortly before Metallica's launch of the Worldwire Tour in North America. The call depicts Rue's frustration in Ticketmaster's refusal to give tickets directly to resellers and a strategy to implement a ticket reselling scheme. I mean, so I used to work for one of these companies. Right. It's going to happen anyway. I guess the only problem I could see, if it if they were doing it in order to keep the remaining tickets off of the secondary retail market, that makes a little more sense. But even then, you're still going to get the the companies like the one I worked for going on and getting their handful anyway. Yeah, that's, I mean, it's shitty. 
So what's weird about it too is when you go back and think about the issues that diehard Metallica fans had with getting the SNM two tickets. Like, so this was after that. This this news came out after that, and that show sold out. So I mean, that's a high demand show, for sure, the SNM show. But but it sold out in like nine seconds or some shit. Yeah, and there were yeah. people that were in the waiting room before tickets went on sale, and they like didn't even have a chance to get anything. They were just like gone. So it does seem like a huge batch were just plucked away. Yeah. Uh, when confronted with the call, with the call, Live Nation admitted to quietly transferring concert tickets into the hands of resellers over a number of years. About a dozen artists out of the thousands we work with have asked us to do this between two thousand, between twenty sixteen and twenty seventeen. Um, this guy Tony DeSocio, who's the metallic representative that's allegedly involved with this, right? He's like. He's been with the band and their management, Q Prime, since like 1989. And when you Google him, he's like on the board of their charity and everything. Like he's a Mm. Metallica guy. Mm. So I guess the question I really have is like if the band themselves were aware of this, um, if they were involved with it, or if it's just something that he was kind of doing as like, you know. Uh, That's shitty. I I really hope it's not something that they were involved in. I don't see how it necessarily would be it seems like it's kind of outside what's what's the word i'm looking for it's not their business to handle it, it probably would be a manager type or something like that and i don't know if they're somewhat self-managed but yeah i mean I, I don't really have a defense for that that's real shitty yeah so metallica hasn't released any statement about it when um, did this happen this news came out it's fairly recently july so, so just last just month. last month um, Metallica's kind of laid low about it. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what comes out of it. I don't like it. There is a Democratic congressman that testified in front of some, regu- yourself to sleep. some regulatory by As soon as I was like, oh, Congress. <laughs> Fuck this. Um, there's a thing called the Boss Act, which is the Better Oversight of Secondary Sales and Accountability mm-hmm. and Concert Ticketing Act. Uh, which is named after the boss Springsteen himself because I guess this was an issue with Springsteen tickets. Um, Lord. (laughs) I'm sorry. Bruce Springsteen was mentioned. I just lost all interest. Um, But the congressman noticed like noted that this marketplace is not governed by any federal regulations or anything like it's the wild west when it comes to this stuff. So more to come on that. Yeah, that makes me itchy. Why'd you leave that till this far into the episode? Yeah, that's what I do. No, I'm sad. That's what I do. Is that the last thing we're going to talk about? Metallica related, yeah. Um, oh, no. Did you listen to the new Tool track? It's Tool. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I like it, but it's it's like, yeah, it's more Tool. I was impressed with uh, like how confident it sounded. Like it sounds like it doesn't sound like them trying to get that Tool magic back. It sounds like Tool. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. it sounds like, you know. Um, that I, I think very much a hardwired thing. Like that's what I got from that album as they came in, just being like, "No, this is what it is." Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Tool's problematic, though. Do, what do you feel about potential problematic issues with Tool? Yeah, it's hard to. I, I he's know. always been kind of off-putting for me. That's the thing, he's a fucking asshole. There's no two ways about that. He is <laughs> kind of undeniably a fucking asshole. It's a bummer because I really like um. The, like that style of music I really really like I think oh, they do it really f- well a phenomenal band and he's a great musician yeah. for sure but uh, yeah were you ever a big a perfect circle guy um, not a big fan I saw them live at Can Roxas and I really enjoyed it but the thing about him as a band in, in perfect circle is he's like in the back of the stage and unlit and in, like he was in like a cloak like you couldn't see him at all he wasn't, but you could hear him. I don't know why he's like that. He's just a fucking weirdo, and he's a fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I am excited for that album to come out. I am too, and I'll listen to it, probably enjoy the hell out of it, and feel guilty about it or whatever, but it's good music. Yeah. Yeah. What else do you got? The old, this is the... Are there any bands or artists that make you cry? <sighs> <laughs> yeah, probably. I used to... It used to happen a lot more. I don't know if it's age or jadedness that's led me to not cry as much anymore. This is a weird episode. This is such a weird episode. And then we've had like four months off and we're like half asleep. It's we're 10 be- o'clock. We're beating the rest off. My wife's asleep. Dogs are attacking us. 
What about you? Why did you bring this up? I don't know. I thought of it the other day. Was was it for it you? It sounded like a good topic was at the time. Was it for you? Was it well, Ariana Grande? Yeah. Oh, is it? Is it? Is it? Share. Mm, Ed Sheeran. Is it? Is it? The. Huh. What is it? Wife of the podcast, Heidi. What makes uh, Tina cry? The one that immediately came to, to mind was Pearl Jam. What song? Yeah, uh, many Pearl Jam songs, but notably Last Kiss. Do you know that cover? Oh, they yeah. Uh, that's the first one that came to mind. It's Every a fucked time. up song. But even like Yellow Lead Better and... Um, oh, no, no. That's pretty good. That one, um, Elderly Woman Behind the Counter in a Small Town gets me. Mm. Um, just Breathe. Do you know Just Breathe? Yeah. God. No. Yeah. That that's, well, I know that one too. And it makes me weep like a child. Uh, there's a few Ben Fold songs that make me yeah. um, sad. There's songs that make me like tear up passionately, but not necessarily cry. Huh. Yeah. There's plenty of those. I'm trying to think of songs that actually make me cry. Oh, um, there's a song by uh, uh, an artist named Atmosphere. Uh, I guess two artists. Band's called Atmosphere, and it's a rap group. But um, uh, there's a couple. There's Yesterday, which is just a really... You know, guarantees is just a really sad song, and then yesterday is this story. It's like a story song, right? And he's talking about what very much sounds like an ex-girlfriend or an, or an, you know an old acquaintance or something like that. And then the very last line of the song is, "But I know that wasn't you because you passed away, Dad." And you're just like, "Oh, Jesus. fucking Christ, Jesus!" <laughs> it's uh, it's some heavy shit. I yeah, I guess I th- I was thinking of it because I wondered if there were any like. There's certain songs that will always get me where you hear a song like, God, that's, um, in, in whatever way moves you to tears. But sometimes there's artists that just like hit you and something about like, I think for Pearl Jam me, like something about Eddie Vedder being so like vulnerable, um, gets me. It was okay. So here's some weird shit we were talking about the other night. How weird is it? I'm not going to be able to articulate this the same way I did the other night, which is a shame, but, um, Like, what a weird brotherhood that they had in, like, the 90s in that scene where you had all the people who, like, truly, not just kind of contemporaries in the type of art that they had, but, like, were interchangeable in some bands, like Three Dog Night with Chris Cornell and Eddie Vedder. Uh, Not Three Dog Night. Uh, Not Three Dog Night. I'm sorry. Um, You know what I'm talking about. Ah, shit. What's it called? I'm going hungry. Uh, Temple of the Dog. Temple. Why did I say that? Three Dog Night. Weird, um, but anyway, the but like those two, and then Wyland, and you had I don't know, just all those guys, and how few of them are remaining, and how like how did Eddie Vedder end up on the other side of that, and how do you end up a better person, or like Dave Grohl getting through, yeah, um, the whole Nirvana things, like how did he come out unscathed, and I never really thought about it that way. And the same with Jerry Cantrell, uh, not Jerry Cantrell. Um, Three Dog Night. <laughs> Allison Chain Singer. Um, yeah, yes, yes. Lane Staley. Yes. I never thought about how so many, it, that they took all a toll on knew so each other. And they, I think it was like a domino effect, even all the way through Chris Cornell and, and, and Chester Bennington. I think it was just this weird, it affected all of them. It's so weird how some of them remained un, uh, unaffected. I don't know. That is interesting. It um, is interesting. That's why we're talking about it. Um, I'm usually drawn to, in a lot of art, but specifically music, like authenticity. Like that's really what I like. I think it's why I like that '90s kind of grunge and alt rock eras, because that that music seems very raw and pure, and just like people wearing their hearts in their sleeves in that respect. Uh, that's the Ben Folds factor to me. Yeah. yeah, and I think maybe when you're that way, I mean, being that's going to take a, a toll on you. Yeah, I don't know. It is weird how it that it, and heroin. Yeah, drugs will do it as yeah. well, which were rampant in the communities where that music. Hold on, sports time. is happening. Did the chefs win? The chefs might still be playing. This is a weird episode. Do you want to play a game? 
I do. Do I need a partner for this game? Um, I'll, no, I think we can go against each other. Okay. I think I'll need Heidi to manage it, but it's very easy. Um, I'm not going to look at this because I don't want to look at... Hold on, I'm going to pause this for a second. And we're back. Welcome back to... What is it? Hold on. 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 Take a look at traffic. We're really backed up on the 101 and the 505. Take it easy on this Tuesday morning. 72 degrees Fahrenheit. It'll be brisk later. Um, so are you familiar with these lullaby albums that they do? Yes. So there's a, there's a Metallica one. Oh. And I thought it'd be fun. I'm going to just get comfy. If we if uh, wife of the podcast, Heidi, will okay. start playing a track. Okay. And whoever can name it first. Okay. Wins. <laughs> Hit me. How do you, Let's buzz in with a yeah. Yeah. When you think you know it. I'm going to put my mic to the laptop. Okay. Um, how many tracks are there total? 11. Do you want to do all 11? And whoever gets the most out of the 11? Okay. We can do that. I think it'll go pretty quick. Okay. I need to. All right. So play them in whatever order you want. Oh, I know this. It's fucking... Is it Fade to Black? Ding, ding, ding. Oh, of okay. course it is, yes. I, I doubted myself on that one. All right. Oh, no, no. Wherever I May Roam? Yes. Okay. That one was beautiful. I'm not pulling titles r- real well right now. Real world, what rules? <laughs> Pull any. Burial. Is it uh, Unforgiven? Yeah. God yeah. damn it. You're um, annihilating me. I'm not, but I'm not, I, I'm identifying them, but I can't, I can't come I to the can, title quick. Yeah, it's, it's not going well for me. It's Sam, man. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Burial. Burial. Don't, don't you just give them to me. Don't. Yeah. It's one. Yeah. Oh, it's got to be yeah. It's got to be uh, from the bell tolls. No. 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 Sanitarium. Welcome home, sanitarium. Yeah. How was that? There was a bell at the beginning. Yeah, there was a bell. Well, I mean, it's all children's lullabies, and you know, mm-hmm. bells are involved often. Song about a insane asylum. Okay. Hi. Right. Yeah, we did this one. We did. I'm so sorry. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> you good? That's uh, Master of Puppets. Hey, some of them start like in the middle or like in the interlude. Oh. I feel like there's only a couple left. Yes. For whom the bell tolls? No, it's hold on. No. Nope. Okay. Yeah, what is it? Anesthesia. Pulling teeth. Oh. Whoa. Okay. I guess I can hear that. I don't wow, okay. It's All not right. very good. I don't that one's I don't feel bad. Okay, I think there's two left if I hit me. Thank you. 
Yes, this is... Uh Fucking, it's killing me. Injustice for all. Yeah. Fucking kill. Whoa! Me. I know it's just it messes with your brain. It, it sounds like re- pots and pans being banged. <laughs> Is this the last one? That, I, think so. I know you've won, but. I know it. Uh, this is. Fuck, I'm terrible tonight. Just useless. I, I totally hear it. It's the bells. Why can't I come up with a single fucking song title? Is it battery? Okay. Steven, this was the wrong night to play this yeah, game. Yeah, this was <laughs> This was hard. I should have let you look at the all the song names before I started so you knew what was on the list. No, no. I think we did the right thing. You know what I do want to play sometime is the one second game. Like the Oh yeah, I I'm very good at that one. That's all I got, bro. Is so that it? Yeah. We're we doing it. We're calling this one a wrap under yeah. an hour. Over just um, about an hour. We need to return, so if we jump back into our re-listen journey. It's the Black Album, isn't it? It's the Black Album, and I want to do the A Year and a Half in the Life of Metallica. And we also have the uh, Metallica in Montreal, I think. The other the, the DVD I got. Yes, it's yes, 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 yes. God. <laughs> Fucking Canada. What a theme. All right, until next time. I am uh,